Welcome to Nubian Queen Radio Talk Show and Podcast on Zenith Radio Network. Nubian Queen Talk Show is a show that will empower and encourage kings and queens to tell their story, speak their truth, and share information that will educate and inform others to be a greater version of themselves. I am your host, Queen Yolanda Mitchell, and meet our co-host, Queen Ernestine Smith, Queen April Hernandez, and Queen Vicki Robinson. Welcome to Zenith Radio Network. Amen. Amen. Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to Nubian Queen Radio Talk Show and Podcast on Genius Radio Network. Kings and Queens, you, are, you should prepare on tonight for something phenomenal. I'm your host, Queen April Hernandez, and we have your co-hosts, Queen Vicki Robinson, Queen Ernestine Smith, and Queen Yolanda Mitchell. I'd also like to introduce to some and present to others our esteemed guest, Pastor Dr. Melvinia Loving. Welcome, everyone. Queen Vicky. Thank you. Will you Amen. go ahead and read? Will you go ahead and read um, Pastor Melvinia Loving's bio for me? Yes. We'd like to welcome Pastor Dr. Melvinia Loving. is a native of West Palm Beach, Florida. She was married to the late Honorable Bishop Dr. Daniel Loving, Sr., for 47 years. She is the co-founder and senior pastor of Evangelistic Temple of God Church in Albany, Georgia. She is the mother of three children, uh, Daniel Jr., Yolanda, and Jason Sr., who assist and serve in ministry with her. She is known to some as Old Mama to Tierra and Granny to Joshua and Samantha and Cambria and Jason Jr. She has, uh, Dr. Melvinia Loving has done many, many things. And as a woman of God, her vision is revered both locally and globally for her leadership in the community. And we thank God that we had an opportunity to have her come on our show. We thank God at this point that she has worked with her hands in the community and just doing what God had, would have her do. We thank God that she has a leadership in integrity and in wisdom and all those things. And we thank God because in this day and time, we need all of that, all of that that she brings. And we are so honored, so honored to have a seasoned woman of God in on with the talk show. And she has established and organized several outreach ministries for the youth, family programs, women empowerment. She has done conferences and seminars. She is both known locally and globally as a recipient of numerous honors and recognition in her community and abroad. Pastor Lovin is often reverenced among her colleagues as a trailblazer in the body of Christ. 
She carries all of those anointing, all those jewels that we can all grab a hold to and learn and listen to tonight. And we thank God for her. We thank God that she carries her late husband's legacy as a badge of honor. And we thank God that she is also known as mother to many who knows her. We thank God that she is known as a spiritual mother for many, many that have gone on to be apostles and, and working in the five-fold ministry. She's an advisor and a counselor to many grandchildren and spiritual children. She's also called to people and leaders for her godly wisdom, kingdom strategies, and ministry business and politics. She is sought after speaker for several forums, including seminars for men, women conference, marriage and single ministry, children and family outreach events. She provides platforms with resounding biblical principles and life application skills. She contributes daily on her prayer conference line, words of wisdom called golden nuggets. These golden words of affirmation inspires strengthen and encourage intercessors to pray as champions and go a little further to continue the great work for the kingdom of God. Pastor Lovin is a Holy Ghost-filled speaker, teacher, witness, and example of God. Her message from the Lord are always precise and concise. She has traveled extensively outside of the United States, preaching and singing the gospel of Jesus Christ. She has been recognized and celebrated in many churches and for her labor of love for the people of God and the ministry. She has learned the love, respect, and admiration of the saved and unsaved, the young and old. She is truly one of God's women of power and anointed for such a time as this. She advocates for people. She's an encourager to the hopeless. She educates disciples. She empowers anyone who sits still long enough to sit at her feet and receive the wisdom of living water that flows from her mouth. It is impossible to be this, uh, be in this woman of God's presence and not witness or experience the love of Jesus. During her 50 years of ministry, her ministerial gifts have drawn thousands and young and old to witness this great anointed woman sold out for the kingdom of God. She declares that as long as she has breath, she will continue to reach the lost, encourage the saved, and exhort the downhearted. She demonstrates the gifts of healing, deliverance, love, and joy to those who she come in contact with, understanding that God to that God, understanding to God, but to his people everywhere. She is the Honorable Pastor Dr. Malvinia Loving. We praise God for you. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yes, God. Trailblazers. That's royalty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Honorable Pastor Dr. Melvinia Loving, we'd like to welcome you again to the Zenith Radio Show, Nubian Queen Talk. We're going to go ahead and get into it. We have our own esteemed queen, Yolanda Mitchell. Will you go ahead with the first question? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Queen April. 
So, Pastor, after all of that, like, I am blushing because I am just um, humbled to just be on a radio broadcast with a, such anointed, powerful woman of God. Before we even got started, you know, Holy Spirit was already moving. My belly was leaping. So, oh, my God, I already know we're about to get some words from you. So I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to contain myself. I'm going to try to go, I'm going to try to go, you know, but it, I mean, hey, I mean, so you can do it. I'm going, I'm going with God. You can <laughs> so do it. it. Uh, so um, tell us about your vision and mission, you know, um, for your ministry, what God is giving you. Can you give us some details about that? Yes. And thank you all for having me. Um, my vision and mission is to my vision is to be certain that I am totally listening to and following what God is saying and doing in this last hour. My vision is that I will see myself um, staying at His feet, uh-huh. being attentive to His voice and His uh-huh. word. Um, I know you probably thought. I would say something about I want to be a city church. So my vision is that when I speak, that men and women, boys and girls, will know that they have heard from heaven, will Mm. understand God in a way that maybe they've not understood him before, will be able to see him, receive him, and accept him as being God of this world. That's Mm. my vision. That's not just my vision for myself. That's my vision for all of the people of God, the the men and women of God that stand before his children, that stand before his people, that are called out to speak and be an oracle for him. My vision is that we don't let anybody down, in particular and especially the Father. My mission is to make sure that I do it. Come on. And not to miss anything. My mission is to stay, to in 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 salesman um, selling, we say it saying about throw it against the wall. Just keeps throwing stuff against the wall. Something's going to stick. My mm. mission is that I stick and stay. Amen. 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 Thank you for that, Pastor. Amen. Amen. This is Queen Ernestine, and I am so honored and elated for you to be a part of our platform tonight, Pastor Lovin. Um, for those that should know that don't know me to our listening audience, um, the bio was read, and, and it spoke about your spiritual children and your spiritual grandchildren. And I am one of your spiritual grandchildren. I thank God for your life. I thank God for your ministry. I am privileged to to sit at your feet and, and grab the wisdom that comes from you daily. But I would like for our listening audience to know, because with that wisdom, it, it, it comes lessons in, that you have to learn. So can you share with us in our audience the most valuable lesson that you have learned so far? What was that lesson and um, why is it valuable to you? I think the most valuable thing that I've learned in uh, ministry and serving God is to, regardless to what it is that God has placed in your spirit to do, you know, sometimes God's put in our spirit and he really 
uh, uh, pushes us to do certain things, and because we've not seen it done before, sometimes because we've not, uh, we're not sure that this is what we should be doing, we sort of um, draw back or cringe and not do it. I've learned to do just go do it. Something as simple as um, deciding that you want to further your education, and everything will get in the way. If you pay attention to it, everything will get in your way, uh, and you will start accepting the fact that it's just not the right time. I say go do it. Go uh, get a, Now you can do it all on, online. Get the application. Fill it out. Go ahead and do it. That book that you, that's, in, that's burning on the inside of you, but you, you just haven't had the time or you think, I don't know how to start it, just start it. You might have to start it the way God started, uh, but the way the Bible is start in the beginning. You just go from there. Your, your message may not even be about the beginning, but in order for you to get something to go on, just go within the beginning and start this. Just start in the beginning and go from your story. I've learned to just go ahead and do it because if you don't do it, God will, show, will allow you to see someone else doing what you should have been doing. You don't want to be sitting up wow. in an audience and see someone operating in the, in, and walking in the, in the lane you should have been walking in because he, he, he showed it to you, he pushed you, he called you, he did everything to get you to come. And because of your own fear, your own doubt in yourself, sometimes we don't. I've learned that whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It is better if you start and fail than not to start at all. Amen. Because I've, I've also learned that there is no failure in God. Even when, you, when it seems as though you didn't make mm-hmm. it, you missed, Amen. God will make your, you know what he does. He take your mess and do, do what? Make a message. Make a message. So, so I've learned that to just go ahead and do it. Now, you're, you're listening to someone who very, was very shy and timid uh, all my life. I was that. I'm just quiet. I wouldn't say anything to anybody. I, just, I was just that way. Who knew that I would ever uh, stand before crowds of thousands? Who knew that I would have, if you had said I was going to do that, I would assure you that it wouldn't happen. But God. But God. But God. So do what, whatever he's put in your spirit to do. Don't keep on procrastinating. Don't keep, I'm telling you, it's going to hurt you like nothing else. It's going to hurt you like I let the father down. When you see another person operating in your ministry, in your calling, what you know you were supposed to be doing, and you sit there and you watch them do it. Nothing hurts like that Mm. because that's when you feel that I let the father down. Come on. Just know now. He will not allow you to stay there. Mm-hmm. He will not allow you to stay there. And that's why I love him so. He will not mm-hmm. allow you to stay in that position of I let him down. He is so big until the least that you do that's, that's wrong, does not, it does not ripple his ocean. It doesn't Come bother on. him. It doesn't make Amen. any waves where he's wow. concerned. So don't Amen. allow yourself to be beat up when you see right that you did not do it. Do not allow yourself to, to beat yourself 
Just say, Lord, forgive me and tell me what to do now. <laughs> Promise, I'll do it. Tell me what Amen. to do. If you ever experience that, the next time he says something to you, you'll be sure that you're listening and you're attentive to what he's saying and you understand what he's asking you to do. You may not understand the whole thing because he never shows us the whole thing. He shows us what in the beginning and the end. Amen. Because you see it, you say, oh, I see, I can see it, I can see, I can see it. You can imagine yourself, you know, um, getting all of the accolades that you get. Uh, Sister Ernestine, one of my spiritual granddaughters, and the Lord has written her written a book and has many, many more in her. But had she not started, she would not have finished. And they said the greatest uh, distance starts with one step. You've got to know to obey God, you first got to stand up and decide that I'm going to do it. That when I, when I realized that if I had just gone ahead, you know, you know, they say vision is uh, um, 2020, the best, best vision is after you, after you pass the thing and then you start thinking about what could have, should have, would have. You don't want that in God. And my, right. my experience has been, if God laid it on your heart to do it, just get started. He will show up. If he's asked you to, if he's laid in your heart to have a seminar, just go start, get a venue, get a, get a place, start, do, start doing it. He will show up and have people come to help you. But if you don't start, you will watch somebody else do what he asked you to do. Praise Amen. the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for that nugget. God bless you. Amen. To God be the glory. That's profound, Pastor Loving. I have a question for you. This is Queen April. Um, what advice would you give to emerging leaders who may have the same or similar calling on their lives when it comes to preaching the gospel? Can you elaborate a little bit for us? I think the greatest thing that you can do in this world is when you're called to ministry. Um, accept the ministry, and preach the gospel. God said that he has used the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of preaching. And yet he says, beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news, that preach the gospel. So uh, we look at the prophets, we look at the apostles, we look at all of these different uh, positions and names, but I think to preach the gospel is the best thing that you can do for the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. So if God has called you, I tell people that God didn't call me, he anointed me to preach. So therefore, when people say, God has never called a woman, I say, he certainly, he didn't, I don't know about the rest of them, but he didn't call me. He just anointed me to do it. Amen. So I don't, I don't deal too much with people that say that kind of thing because I'm anointed to do this. What did Jesus said? He has anointed me to preach the gospel. So when Amen. you're called into ministry to preach, forget your gender. Get your Bible. Get your tablet. Get your pen. Get whatever you have to do to take notes. Get your commentaries. Get in the Word. Eat it. Eat it. So that when you stand before people, whether it's in the pulpit or under a tree, 
Come on. They will know that they've just spoken to someone who has been, what did Moses, when Moses came down from the mountain, his countenance was changed Woo! because he'd been there with, before God, his countenance changed. So what you want to do is that when you open your mouth, they will know that they have spoken to and listened to someone who has been before God. And as a preacher, it's your responsibility to do it. Oh, my God. My God. Preaching is the greatest thing you can do. Healing the sick, you know, laying hands on people, all of that, that will get their attention, but preaching will get their souls saved. Oh, my. Amen. Come on, God. Wow. A prophecy will help them. Prophecy will help them along the way, but preaching you, when you preach them, it's better than teaching a man to fish. Wow. Because now you've taught him. You've opened the gates of heaven. You've opened up heaven to him. You've opened up God to him. And now you've taught him how to go before the Father for himself through wow. the foolishness of preaching. Amen. 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 My Woo. God. That was so awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> anointed to do this. I'm stuck right there. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> Amen. I am Queen Vicky. Oh, my God, woman of God, you are, you are giving me so much confirmation. I thank God for you. And you had already answered my question about what inspired you to preach and sing. Um, but I'm going to go with who influenced you spiritually or personally in your life. There are many people that have, but the first one was my mother. My mother was AME, African Methodist Episcopal. That's how I grew up. My mother was the mother of eight children, and she wanted a job at RCA. You all probably don't know anything about it, but RCA was big back in the 60s. And my mom was a licensed cosmetologist. And she worked as a beautician in the shop. And um, my, before then, I, she had to go get her license. And we lived in Florida, so she had to go to Jacksonville to get her license. So I was her model. She carried me with her as a young girl. And she did my hair and did what she needed to do to get licensed to um, run her own shop as a licensed cosmetologist. I watched her do that. I watched her determination. And then the next thing she did, because as a cosmetologist, she didn't have insurance benefits. Daddy made too much money for us to get on, for us to be, uh, go to the health department. So we had our own private doctor, and it cost money for us to go to the doctors. So she heard that RCA was hiring, and she wanted a job at RCA, but she was not uh, she, she didn't have any mechanical skills. She didn't have any technical skills. My mom went on a fast. She fasted from water and food. And I watched her spit in a can to keep from swallowing her spit. And I said, why are you doing that? She said, because when I go to uh, apply for this job, I want to get it. She said, I know if I fast and pray, 
I'll get it. I watched my mom do that, and I'm thinking, what in the world is fasting? And I said, well, what is fasting? She said, you don't eat and you don't drink. Well, since I've been saved, I've learned that um, you can drink water, you know. But um, uh, the fast that God ordained was not a a fast that you didn't even swallow your saliva. But my mama did not. And I thought, oh, God, is she going to die or what? My mom went to the employment office, filled out the application. They gave her a test. And the test was just a simple test of... um, being able to do a simple math problem, but then they they ask them to do certain things with the, what they call a multi-board and welding. She passed the test, and they she they asked her when could she start to work. She said, "When do you want me?" Mm-hmm. They said, "Be here Monday morning at seven o'clock." My mom went to that job that, that filled out an application. Got that job with no technical skills. Come on. No, no, none of that, the stuff that it took for her to go into that uh, factory and do that type of work, make it multi-boards. I don't know whether you know that now because everything is computerized, but long before then it was multi-boards in the back of TVs and multi-boards in radios and all of this type of stuff. And she got that job and she, 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 she made me believe that I could fast. Mm. And pray, and God would move. Amen. And so when I got saved, because I wasn't saved then, when I got saved and I heard Jesus say, this kind goeth out by nothing but fasting and prayer. He was talking Mm -hmm. about the faith that it took to move mountains, the faith that it takes to heal those that that there's no healing for the miracle working power of God. He said, this kind. When the disciples came to him and said, why couldn't we do it? Praying is not enough, is what he said. Mm. This kind goeth out by nothing but fasting and praying. So that my uh-huh. mom instilled that in me um, when I was a young girl. And when I got saved, I remembered that. And then I saw other people in the community. There was one lady, we called her Mother Super. I never knew her real name, Mother Super. And it was because Mother Super was able, she was, she was a, a sanctified lady, elderly lady then. Uh, she was able to talk fire. That's what the, the, these kind of things were what I grew up with. If you got burned, um, say you got steam, burn your arm, and you really got a bad burn, they would send you to Mother Super's house. And Mother Super would pray over your arm, and the fire that burned you would leave your body. Come on. That kind of stuff, I didn't know until I got burned. I got Mm -hmm. burned because I was the oldest of eight, and I had my daddy would put food on the stove, put a five-pound can on the um, pull-up to the stove for me to stand on with a long, what we call them, army spoons. And I would have to stir the food from there. Well, I picked up the top, and when I did, I was going to slip the top across the back on the back eye, and the steam burned my arm. And it burned so bad until when Mom got home and she realized that it was burned that bad, she was still working at the shop then, she said, come on, let's go to Mother Super. And I'm going, Mother Super, what's she going to do? And Mother Super put her hands over my arm and said some kind of words. Now, I know she was talking in tongues, but then she was talking yibbish, 
And when she finished talking, she said, okay, how does that feel? The burning has stopped. There was another lady to stop blood flow. Come on. I grew up listening and and watching these people. If you were bleeding, Jesus had to, Jesus, when Jesus was here, the lady touched the hem of his garment. Yes. But these people could talk, talk to you. I don't know what they did, but they was, if you were bleeding and you could not stop bleeding, they was, they would stop blood from flowing like that. So those type of things made me see God differently. Right. Uh, Than just the fact that he's there watching over us. It made me see that he cares enough to leave us and have people around us that can do the things that others would call a miracle. You know, a miracle is not a miracle to God. Uh-huh. Help us. He, he, a miracle is not, it's just who he is. It is who he is, right. That's just what he does. It's, it, to us, it's a miracle. But to God, it's, uh-huh. it's just who he is and what he does. Uh-huh. So Amen. He, and he loves us enough to have those gifts in people. Some people, and they, these people weren't necessarily church people. That's the reason why when people Come say on, pray, on. you know, sometimes we pray, but we pray according to what we can see our abilities. A person mm-hmm. come to you and say, pray, I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. And you look at that, that's a sin. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, you should be ashamed of yourself because they didn't ask you to judge them. Come on. They asked right. you to pray. That's Amen. right. Amen. So many times we as Christians, instead of doing and being led and being used by God, we allow our flesh and ourselves to get in the way and we want to judge. And we want and, and, and the prophets prophets have it terribly bad because they want to be able to look at you and tell you something that you don't know. Well, that's not prophesied. Come on, mother. When people ask you, when they come before you, please stop looking at them through your eyes. Right. And realize every person that stands, God has allowed them to be here, and he died for them, just like he died for you and your crew. Come on. We've got to know how, how, they, how low they are, that you might think, how lazy they are, how sinful they are, how, ooh, that's so sad, that's bad. God can't use us because we're trying to use ourselves. Come on. Ah. That's profound. Woo! Amen. <laughs> Every now and then you might get something to happen. But you could, you could be seeing signs and wonders if you just crucified his flesh and stopped trying to be God. That's right. And, That's and, right. And do for him what he wants done for his children, yeah. you know. So some people come up to me, even Sunday, you know, I was in the message. I said, um, some people ask me, what, is, what are you going to do with the gay people come to your church? I say the same thing I do with the liars. Woo! <laughs> Amen. Okay. I'm going to preach the word. Nothing's going to change. The message That's is not right. going to change. Just what, the same thing I do with the gambler and the whole chaser and what? the prostitute. I'm, the same thing. That's, same I, I'm, thing. Nothing's going to change. That's right. Same thing That's I right. do with them. Well, are you going to let them sing in the choir? The liars are singing in the choir. Ooh. My God. My the God. cheaters are singing in the choir. My cheaters. God. Wow. I'm not going to judge them. 
Because I don't have a heaven or a hell to put them in. I'm going to preach. What do you, what do you, what do you anointed me to do? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Let the word do what it says it will do. It will take the foolishness of preaching to save the world and to confound the wise. So that's right. Let's be used by God and not of ourselves. My Amen. God. Uh, mother, uh, Pastor, I mean, oh, Lord. <laughs> What Call him up. Call him up. Listen, I'm trying to get it out. I, I mean, that was just because uh, I, you know, uh, oh my God, Lord, help me get the words. I don't know if I'm going to speak in tongues, if I'm going to get excited. I mean, that that is so powerful because we um, and we're missing it a lot because and the, um, and mm-hmm. then a lot of us are going by what we've been taught in church and ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can't have mm-hmm. you can't have the gay people up there doing this and doing that. You know. But you, know, but you got this man over here to cheat on his wife, or you got this woman over here cheating on her husband, or you got mm-hmm. this one over here that you know, you know, gambling, or you got this one over here that you know on drugs. You, but, but I, 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 you know, mm, mm, I don't know. That's, um, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that because it, it, we, we got to get our perception and, our, and our, our thought process, you know, changed and shifted and, and, and breaking these things off our minds because we, we're not allowing um, things to be as God would like for it to be and things are not flowing because we got ourselves in the way and we're, we're determining what we want to, who right. we want to see in the pulpit wow. as long as you That's can't right. see it. As long as it's amen, hidden, amen. you know, as long as you can hide it, you know, it's okay. As long as they're talking about it, but it ain't proven. But because, okay, he's openly gay or he's or she, you know, masculine and feminine. Oh, you can see that. So, oh, you wrong. But, you know, she pregnant, but she ain't married. So, well, but she's, God, oh, oh, oh. Worse than that, she's pregnant listen. by the pastor. Woo! Come on. Listen. Come uh, on. Lord have mercy. Wow. Listen. Listen. And we, uh, I, y'all, I can't even, I can't even go. I can't get past this because this is this this is the thing that's you know that's jacking us up because we were we're taught this stuff we're taught that you can't have the gay man or the gay woman up in the pulpit singing you can't have we were told this and that's then, right and but but then we're saying that's well, but, but I'm sitting there saying to myself but ain't but ain't she pregnant and she but she mm-hmm. but, and she lead the song and she ain't got no ring on her finger where her husband at oh she ain't got nothing so what okay but she Okay, well, help me out. You know, so that's... Well, well, how are you going to handle when a couple come to your church and or come to the ministry and they come as husband and wife and you can't tell because they come as husband and wife? Mm. So what are you going to do? Show me your married license? Oh wow! <laughs> no, we just mean, <laughs> no, and it doesn't not. matter whether they're straight or gay. Right. If they come as husband and wife, that's how you're going to receive them. We don't ask oh, for marriage God. license in the church. That's we just right. ask. We if you say your name, Mister and Mrs., and what's what we call you, brother and sister Brown. Wow. So let we need to just stop trying to judge people. Let God mm-hmm. be God, mm-hmm. and God you God. do what He asks you to do. Because when you look at the whole scheme of things, we all have sinned and come fallen short of the glory of God. And just because you don't see my sin does not make me any less of a sinner than than that person that you can see their sins. The young lady's pregnant. She's not married. 
just because you don't see her husband, you don't, you, what you need to do if you really want to know something, you know, inquiring minds want to know, find out who she's pregnant for. Sometimes it's the head deacon. It's the pastor. So let's, you know, just step back a minute. Just step back out of, out of that game and get where you're supposed to be. Let's talk about it. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Pastor, and we get so, you know, we're so upset when we find out that the pastor is doing this with male or female is doing these things. And say, but they're the pastor. Hmm. It's always, they've always, it's always been the pastor. That's the deacon. That's the title. You know, and, and we, I'm, I'm, I'm Bishop, Doctor, and all of he didn't oh. tell us he'd make our titles great. He said, I'll make your name great. And when you That's are right. sleeping yeah. with the members in the church, when you are dating the members in the church, when you are doing those type of things, your name will oh. be great, but it won't be great for the right, right reasons. Wow. That's the right now word. Come on. Right now word. My God. He said he will not make your title great. But your name, Make your name. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. And we playing with the title. Without you in the kingdom, that title not gonna get you in the kingdom. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Uh, I, listen, I'm listen. I'm done. I'm done. I I have oh I have gotten what I I mean. I have you know. I don't know if y'all y'all ever seen where they where they had the mic in their hand. They just dropped the mic. Mic drop. That's that's one of my. Like what can you say after mic that? Drop. Like that's that's preached right there. Because and, and I kinda want to stay you know, stay in that vein because we have we have we have ran people off. People people who, who wanted to get saved, wanted to get here, wanted to be loved. We probably mm-hmm. probably caused people to go commit suicide because we didn't accept them because they were gay. We wouldn't even right. take them in because they were gay. We judged them. They human just like us. And we sit them right. here without sanctified Holy Ghost still, five baptized selves and reject them, but we got mess on the inside of us. We got hatred. Envy, strife, jealousy, my God, unforgiveness. Oh, you can't see mm-hmm. that, but guess what? You can mm. feel it when you open your mouth and know you're jacked mm-hmm. up. And wow. you think you ain't gonna bust hell wide open with your self righteous self? You think you ain't mm. going to hell with your won't forgive self? You think you ain't okay? Keep playing with it. Why you sitting there with judge being judgmental? Keep playing with it, and you wonder why your life messed up. Because you should be the looking and worrying about somebody else instead of worrying about what God is saying. You want to show love to these people. Mistreat them and mishandle them. Glory. And we know the Bible says these six things does the Lord hate, and yea, the seventh is an abomination. But we want to dwell on that one thing. And, And yes, yes, it's wrong for a man to sleep with a man or a woman to sleep with right. a woman. That's wrong. And we have to preach it. And that's what I say when when they come to my church, when, if they come as a couple, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't change my message. Right. And I deliver it in love because just like they have that, and I had, I had a, 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 a um, delivered homosexual call me. God has called mm-hmm. them into the ministry. But it have mm-hmm. a, um, and he um, said one of the worst things that you can do is have that demon. He said that's the worst demon from hell. He said because you burn in your flesh. Uh-huh. The Bible says that you burn in your flesh. He said, he said Mother, 
that has never been truer than when you get involved in that type of lifestyle. He said, mm-hmm. and it's the worst thing you can get rid of. He said, most people won't let you. He said, you know, they prayed over me. They anointed me with oil so much. When I went to school, <laughs> when I went to school, they could have carried me in the lunchroom and squeezed oil out of me to fry chicken. No. They, 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 they anointed me with oil, beat me with the Bible, and I was still messed up. My God. He said, so when people come, he said, you got to have a a heart of compassion for them. You've got to have mm-hmm. the heart that God has when they come. Jesus. He says, it's, that sin is, a, is, is, he said, that's something that I don't know when it'll ever stop with most people because they give up because the, the church turned their backs on them. And right. they give up and just go full-fledged into it, full-fledged. Uh-huh. So Amen. we have we have a lot of a, a repenting to do uh, as the body of Christ. We have a lot of repenting to do. Amen. Because wow. we have done some things, said some things, carried on some things that should not have been at all. We we and I said this on Sunday. We have sat around as the church and picked on certain ones. And the devil has sneaked in. The Bible says he creeps in unaware, and he get, began to talk to the simple-minded. And what he has called us to do now, we are divided among what they call party lines, Democrats, Republicans. It used to be just as long as you were saved. If you, dress, you could dress like anybody. If you belong to the church, that was okay. We could talk to you. It don't matter what church it was. But if you didn't belong to the church, and you walking around here looking like a Jezebel, mm. then, then we didn't want to talk to you about anything because you're looking like a Jezebel. Well, mm. everybody looking like a Jezebel now. Mm. Because you know what? We stopped preaching. We stopped preaching of putting the difference between holy and unholy, clean mm-hmm. and unclean. Mm-hmm. We, so we started accepting. We we got to we got to we got to accept. No, you got to preach this gospel. That's what you got to preach. If you preach it, if you preach it, that's all you have to do is preach it. Come on, mm-hmm. nothing's gonna change if you preach it. They will change. Just preach it. Right. You can't make them live it. Come they on, couldn't make God. you live it before you got saved. Come mm-hmm. on, right. So you just have to preach it That's and right. preach it with compassion. Wow. That's hot. Glory. Preach it with compassion. I like how, I like how you stay how you stay with it. Preach the word. And and my thing is, preach the word. Don't preach on me. You know, don't wait till uh-huh. I get in. And you want to preach on something? <laughs> I'm doing all I'm done. Preach the word. What God gave uh-huh. you? Preach that. You know, and don't don't preach because you got somebody in here who is a a, a lesbian or someone who's gay. Don't 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 turn the sermon around just so you can preach on them. Are you are you? That's are, right. You know, this person over here, that's right. Fighting, and now you want to change the sermon to preach on that by them fighting. Preach the word. What did God give you? And I say, I say to you, young you you young ministers, leaders, women of God, men of God, um, the congregation know when you do that. What, they know when you yes, flip this right. Yes, that's that's right. That's right. Wow. So, and you can feel it in the atmosphere. You can feel when everything shifts. You can feel when the glory of God is when He just okay. He done sat down. He he gone. You can feel it. Oh yeah. My God. Anyway, um, um, um 
Thank you for that. When Elvis has left the building, you can feel the same thing when the Spirit of God has left the building. Yes, yes, ma'am. And when it has left your mouth. Wow, wow. Amen. So this this has been a blessing. I um, I'm going to um um. Okay, I'm next um I'm I'm. I, I, I dropped in my head. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? This is what um, to our audience, our listening audience, and I'm sure we'll be able to share the prayer line at the end of the call, but this is what the prayer wars get every morning, these type of nuggets. Um, I'm so glad that you are now on um Zoom and Facebook. I know when um, our city, Albany, Georgia, was hit by the pandemic, um, the Holy Spirit had you to shut down the church and for you to mm-hmm. go live um, with Facebook and, and with Zoom. Um, I mm-hmm. also know that it's important to you, speaking of the pandemic, that you always have your ear to to God's voice, and he gives you strategies and wisdom. And and I know you often let us know what's going on in current events, and you have um, different one of your, your, your congregational warriors go to different community events. Can you let us know as someone that is a leader that is very active in, in her community, how important that is, especially what's going on in the world with Ukraine. Um, you know, we just went through some things here with the pandemic in, in America, mm-hmm. and we're still going through it. Can you let us know how important it is for leaders to be uh, involved in their community and what's going on in the world? It is, it is very important. The Bible tells us to occupy till he comes. That means that we do that thing that we need to do. One of the things we as citizens, and God is big on citizenship, he's telling you about who's going to be in heaven, who, who's going to be there, and how it's, going to be, how it's going to operate. He tells us about the new Jerusalem and how it's going to operate. So what you have to know is that it is important that you do your civic duty. It's voting time. Uh, almost everywhere in the United States now. Your local election is the most important thing that you should be a part of. You can't just wait until time to elect the president. The rules and regulations and the, the laws that affect your life happen during the, those people put those things in play during the local election. You put in the officials that will, that will and not just, I don't vote for people just because they're black. I need to know what you're standing for. Amen. I need to know what, what, what's, your, what's on your agenda. What vision that do you have? You want to know what vision the church has? You know, and when you go to the bank for a loan, they want, especially a business loan, they want you to, to write out your um, proposal, write out what you want to do with it. They, before you ever learn anything about you're going, to get, you're going to get any money, you have to write this out. So we need to know from our officials that's running for office, the candidates. We need to know what, what's your plan? What are you going to do? And if it, if it uh, suits you and if, it, if it's going to benefit your community, where you live, not just the city, is it going to benefit my neighborhood? If you're not running for, to benefit my neighborhood, 
then I don't need you. I need to know the next person and whether and what they're standing for. So it is very important that we are active, in, especially in and and people say, oh, don't talk politics. I don't talk politics. I tell you to vote, and I tell Amen. you to read and study uh, what they what they have on their platform, so that you can make a righteous decision. Now, one of the things we're looking at uh, Putin, and we're what they're trying to do now. We have other countries that want to join NATO, and Putin saying, if you do this, you do that. You're gonna you're gonna pay for it. Well. We're not worrying about that. What we need to do, what we need to pray is that we don't enter into another war. Amen. And listen, they have they when they first said that COVID was out, we blamed China. We said China did it. Well, China's mad about that. China didn't like the fact that they were blamed for COVID. So now the things that you know, everything just about we got had what on the back of it made. In, in China. China. In China. China say, you're not getting none of our stuff. I don't care if you're starved to death. Now we need baby formula. So <laughs> that's what they're saying now. Right. Is in the Lord's hands. We got to make sure that we pray for the king. And that's your president, your vice president, anybody that has uh, power to make decisions concerning your livelihood, that's who you're praying for. And you don't stop. You don't stop. And if your elected official, if the official that's elected in your area is not the one that you wanted, you definitely have to pray. Amen. Amen. So my advice is be active. Make sure that you do that. Be certain that you are listening to what's going on in the neighborhood, in your community, in your city. You can't just be church bound. You, the, he didn't die for the church. He died for the world. Church came later. Come on. Woo! Church came later. Yes. I'm getting all these nuggets. He didn't, he died for the world. Church came later. Help us tonight. <sighs> This has been great. I tell you all, this has been a um, this has been a this has been a, a blessing, um, um, Pastor. Um, I'm I'm so forever grateful. I mean, you have so much insight, so much information, so much so much knowledge, and I'm I'm so grateful that you came on this platform with all this wisdom, all this seasoned information to share with us on today. This has been a, this has been a, a, a treat for me. I've taken in. I've taken it so much, and I have feasted off all of this information that you have provided us on today. Like, I'm just, I mean, I don't even want to get off the, I don't even want to get off. I want to stay on, you know, forever, just talk <laughs> some more and just see whatever, what else, what else you have and just sit and just take notes. I'm like, I'm like, um, I think with Queen Ernestine, you were talking about taking notes. And uh, if, if not, I, I, that's what I had in my mind. And <laughs> to take some notes because oh, I just got them. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I said, I got these notes. I'll be sharing with oh, the queens. Yes, okay, ma'am. Hey, yeah, yes, ma'am. We need, we need, we need all of this. I mean, I'm just listen. I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed and honored for this opportunity for you to be out being on the, um, for you to be on the show, um, with us. And I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna stop talking and give the, um, um I'm gonna stop talking, Queen April. I'm, I'm gonna let you all ask me. I pray that you've gotten something from 
the words that were spoken tonight. And I pray that uh, as you have, that your vision and your mission will be such that all you want to do is please God and make sure that you're listening to him. You may not ever, you may not be most, the most popular persons in the world. Don't look for popularity. Come on. Make sure mm-hmm. that you are connected. Look for the right connection. Come on. And that's Amen. The Amen. 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 How can we uh, reach you? What is your social media, um, Pastor Dr. Loving? How can the listening audience reach you and Queen reach out to you? Oh, yes, you can talk yes, to me at any time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I will let you guys know to our listening audience that you can reach Pastor Melvinia Lovin. Um, she has a Facebook platform uh, as Melvinia Lovin. That's M-E-L-V as in Victor, N-E-N-I-A. Again, that's M-E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-I-A, Melvinia Lovin, L-O-V-I-N-G. It's her Facebook page. You can also reach her by her church, Evangelistic Temple of God Church, Evangelistic Temple of God Church. She is um, also on Clubhouse. Uh, you can follow her, um, Melvinia Lovin, Clubhouse, Pastor Melvinia Lovin. And um, we will also share the, the information about her prayer line on the Nubian Queen Talk Radio um, website and on our Facebook page where you can um, call in every day, seven days a week. Um, she has a prayer team that prays seven days a week at 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. When we get through praying, what you got tonight, you will get on the prayer line. She do what you call the golden nugget, where whatever the Holy Spirit speak to her, she will she will give us wisdom and knowledge. And, and, and there are also powerful testimonies. We have people from all over the world that send prayer requests from Africa, all over the world um, that sends prayer requests. And, and God has been moving powerfully through this woman of God. For those that are listening in Albany, Georgia, um, Evangelistic Temple of God's Church, um, you can visit us um, in Albany. Mother, is it, Roosevelt, is give us it's the address. 12, 1208 East Roosevelt Avenue. 1208. 1208. 1208 mm-hmm. East Roosevelt Avenue in Albany, Georgia. She is also available um, on Zoom. Uh, her ministry is available on Zoom, and you can um, log in through her Facebook page or my my page, Ernestine L. Smith. And um, we would love for you, Pastor Loving, to close us out with a song and the song request. <laughs> you do not do have to sing the whole song. But we would love for, to hear, I pray you all be ready. And I think that is, is just needed for right now. If you, Come on now. You know, I, I don't know. We, we, we talked about your gift, uh, your anointed gift uh, as a psalmist, but um, 
we get to hear it now and the world get to hear it. So we we want to close out with you singing for us. And uh, before you sing, I just want to just plug that Nubian Queen Talk Radio. Um, you can follow all of our platforms. Yolanda um, Mitchell is our host. You can follow her on Facebook as Yolanda Mitchell. You can follow uh, Queen Vicki Robinson on Facebook as Vicki Robinson. You also can follow our host tonight, April Hernandez, but it will be April Yvette on Facebook. So that's April in Y-V-S in Victor, E-T-T-E. And then myself, you can follow me on Facebook at Ernestine L. Smith. So please thank you for tuning in to us tonight to hear this powerful, prolific woman of God. Um, grab, grab a hold of a pen and paper, write these nuggets down, listen to the podcast, um, share it with your friends, share it on your page. Um, and and we, just, we just want to close out now with this woman of God singing to all of us. I pray you all be ready. Mother, you can have the floor. Thank you all so much for having me tonight. It has been a pleasure, and I've really enjoyed um, the the uh, ministers and the leaders that are on this platform tonight. I pray you'll all be ready. I pray you'll all be ready. I pray we'll all be ready for his return. I pray that we'll get our business straight so we can all meet at the gate. I pray we'll all be ready for his return. Amen. I pray that we will all be ready, not just ready because we're saved, but ready because we're excited about who he is and who we are going to be with. God bless each and every one of you. In Jesus' name is my prayer. Good night. Good night. We love you. Love you. We are. We are. We are. We are. Nubian Queen Talk Radio. Empowering and impacting the nation. Tune in every Thursday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For more information on launching your own radio talk show, please visit Zenith Radio Network, Zenith Radio, Drs. Alton and Nikkei Natson, Zenith Global Media Founders at www.zenithradio.org, www.zenithtvnetwork.com, and visit nubianqueen.com.